0: Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Psychologist, author, speaker, musician, former professor, and the host of Love & Life, Dr. Karen anderson Abril. Welcome to Love & Life. I'm Dr. Karen anderson Abril. This is a bonus episode. We're in between seasons because I'm taking a short little break to work on the audio version of Single is the New Black, Don't Wear White Till It's Right. We're going to relaunch the book and showcase the audio version because I know I listen to Audible a lot too. A lot of us are listening to our content now. So sit tight. The audio version of Single is the New Black will be available very soon. I'll be doing freebies, promotions, all kinds of stuff. Follow me on Instagram. Make sure that you are checking out what I'm doing there because there's gonna be a lot of fun stuff rolling out. Also, if you haven't taken advantage of my free 30-minute support sessions, these are to support all of us because quarantine life is rough. The struggle is real. So I want to be available. You know, I've been doing tons of lives. So check my stories to see when I'll be going live throughout the week. I've been going live like four or five times per week minimum. And I'm also doing these support sessions. We essentially FaceTime each other via Instagram DMs. Go to my website, loveandlifemedia.com, scroll down the homepage, a pop-up will emerge, and you can schedule your free 30-minute support session. I would love to connect with you. It has been so incredible. I'm so thankful that people have said that these support sessions have felt, in fact, supportive, but it's been such a great opportunity for me to connect with you on a deeper level. You know, when we go back and forth in the comments at That's Wonderful or DMs, but to actually be face-to-face and have a conversation just to girl talk it out, it has been really fantastic getting to know all of you so much better. Also, I am super excited to let you know that in October of this year, praying and hoping that the COVID restrictions lessen such that we can be traveling again, we are launching our first ever level up in love and life vacay experience. In, drumroll please, the Bahamas. That's right. The love and life fam is going to descend upon Atlantis. I have never been there. I have always wanted to go there. We're going to do it together. There's going to be so much fun. So much great content for taking charge of our thoughts, taking charge of our lives. It's going to be an amazing opportunity for all of us to hang out together, encourage one another, empower one another, and enjoy frozen strawberry daiquiris and pina coladas on the beach. Let's do this. Be sure you are in the know by subscribing to my email newsletter at loveandlifemedia.com. Just head over to the subscribe page and sign up so that you get all the info on this retreat in October 2020. I'm so excited. Can't wait to hang out on the beach with all of you. So in this bonus episode, I'm going to address two questions that have come in and then i'm going to get back to the audiobook so that i can get back to the podcast as soon as possible
1: hi dr karen thanks so much for putting this kind of feature on your page i have some questions and i'm just going to hit bullet points for dating with different cultures or well the two people dating are from different cultures uh, classic american culture with you know timelines for things 6 months before we do something like this or a year before we do something like this and Latin culture and they don't really have any kind of timeline they just go off of what feels good to them or they they just don't have timelines you know they'll meet your family after two weeks I've been seeing this guy for almost six months and while six months can be six months that's like a In calendar terms, it's a decent amount of time. But for dating, I know it's not very long at all. And while he and I are both on the same page about we've been exclusive, monogamous, like we both talked about when we first started dating, ready for a serious relationship. And we have similar goals in mind. I'm 30. He's 35. He is on... He's from Venezuela. Venezuela has a lot of political... And economical issues going on, they have. He's been here for almost two years in Florida, and um, he uh, has uh, like a driver's license, and he has certain papers, but he's not a resident and he's not a citizen yet. Uh, That kind of thing only comes with eventually the you know the government decides they interview him, things of that sort, or he gets married, which he has uh he made it clear when we first started dating that he is not trying to do that like just get papers he's been wonderful he challenges me in in ways that help me really self-reflect on myself we're getting better at communicating all the time even though things can be uncomfortable we are not on the same page about children he wants them i don't i i know that it's early for that kind of thing to be discussed, but when I think, at least for us, being that we're on the same page about wanting a serious relationship and potentially something more committed down the road. But yeah, I just have some questions about your experience with different cultures in that kind of way, being on the same page about really big issues and how to know if, you, if there really is a way to decipher being in love with somebody or not. Like I, I love him and I don't want to lose him. And he means very, he means quite a lot to me, but I've had some people ask me before, you know, are you, are you in love with him? Are you head over heels? Could you live without him? And it's like, well, I could live without him. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I was single for a very long time and I'm very comfortable being single. So for someone to ask me, can I live without them? It's like, well, you should be able to live without anybody, you know, like just being real. But yes, I appreciate your time. And I'm looking forward to hearing back. Thank you again.
0: I love this question because it really covers a ton of areas when it comes to relationships and what they're all about. Let's start with Can people who are from two different cultures make it work? And of course, we see people do it all the time. What I want to say about this, though, is the research in marriage shows that the more we have in common, the happier and easier our marriage will be. Dr. Terry Orbuck, author of Five Simple Steps to Take Your Marriage From Good to Great, who is going to appear on my podcast in the next season, she puts it this way, quote, "There is no danger in having too much in common with your spouse." She bases this assertion on a longitudinal study that she's conducted for over 20 years. The more we have in common, the less we have to fight about. And it doesn't mean that people from different cultures can't make it work. It does mean that there probably will be unique and oftentimes significant challenges that you'll face, and you're already noticing some differences in terms of the timing and the pace that a relationship takes, and of course now... Apart from the cultural differences, you also have the he wants kids and you don't. And that's also a heavy-duty topic to determine if you're aligned on what your family will look like. Too often, people go, you know, it'll work itself out. It'll be fine once we get married. And then those very concerns that they knew down deep would be problematic later, but they hoped and and wanted so desperately for the relationship to work. They hoped that they would go away or they would sort themselves out. So often, those are the exact same concerns that end up being problematic in marriage. So I just want to caution you on that. Also, the fact that he is not a citizen could prove challenging, obviously, because in these times, becoming a citizen probably isn't the easiest thing to do. So that's a lot as well. So it makes sense to me that you are being cautious about this relationship. I think it's wise that you're being cautious. It's important that you, six months in, are considering all the facets of this relationship and the realities that you would be stepping into if you are going to continue this relationship. It's complex. And really, no one can tell you what to do. Because it's your decision. And it's smart of you to gather information, to ask people, to look to the psych research. What does it say about marriages that have these sorts of challenges? And then I think it's great that people are asking you, are you in love with him? Can you imagine your life without him? Those are great questions to consider. And one thing I can tell you from having had a lot of relationships over the years, when you fall in love with someone, you will know. And I can also say that I have been in relationships that did not have complexities, meaning the relationships should have been pretty straightforward. On paper, there was no problem to be had. And this would be, many of you know, my ex fiancé and I had a very picture-perfect relationship. But I couldn't say with conviction that I was in love with him. So when you mention that people say, are you in love with him? And you go, well, and then they say, could you live without him? And you say, well, I could live without anyone. And I agree with you. You know that I am very much an advocate for people being in relationships as strong, independent, complete individuals in and of themselves, and then choosing to be together, wanting to be together, not needing to be together. So I absolutely agree with you. Yes, you could live without him. You could live without anyone. But when you are in love with someone, you will have that feeling of, but I really, really, really don't want to live without him. And my guess is that since you're not having that very strong response when people are asking you if you're in love with him, that you're not there yet, which is fine. After six months, you don't need to be there yet. Be that as it may, as you move forward, please continue to look at all the elements, all the aspects of being in a relationship with this particular man. It's not easy. It's going to have challenges that would be, frankly, bigger challenges than if you were with someone else. So ultimately, you're only six months in. So there's really no reason for you to make some sort of definitive decision right now. At the same time, as you move forward, if you start realizing that, you know, I'm not feeling that in love feeling I need to have, or I've decided that I don't want to be with someone who definitely wants a child and I don't, or the cultural differences are too much, or I'm concerned that maybe he's staying with me because he wants to become a citizen so he's hoping we'll get married. If any of that at any time starts to become too much, then you'll know that you are done. And you two were just not a fit. And whether it was cultural differences or the kid thing or the I'm just not feeling it anymore. You don't have to explain your reasoning to anyone. So I hope that was helpful. I can't tell you what to do, but I can tell you you're asking the right questions. You're having the right conversations with yourself and with others. And I believe that you will make the right choice for you.
2: Hi, Doctor Karen. I just wanted some advice. I had met someone on Plenty of Fish um, a couple weeks ago, and we now are texting and talking on the phone. I would just like to know if this person is real. I've met so many fakes on this site, so I don't really know. He seems genuine. We talked about, you know, our past relationships, etc. Um, he too had gotten screwed over from his past girlfriend. She left him in debt and. He uh, is a subcontractor. He works in the gyms, you know, training people. So he is not working currently. He did ask me if I could help him out. I blatantly said no, that I could not. And he didn't really press the issue. He still was talking and texting. But I just didn't feel that that was, I don't know, the right thing to do for him to ask me that. He is a Norwegian. He does have a heavy accent. So I don't, I don't know. He could be genuine. He could not be. I don't know what to think anymore. I've been hurt so many times. I don't know if I should cut my losses now, but I know we're supposed to be open and vulnerable. He does. He does seem nice. I have to say, I do like talking to him and things. I just don't know what to do. He lives in Maryland, and I'm in New Jersey. He did say, you know, he did re- relocate for his last. Um, girlfriend of two years. That's how he wound it up in Maryland. And he did say, you know, if anything worked out with his new love, he would relocate for someone. So I don't know. I wish you could help me. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So I have no idea whether this person is legit or not, but like you, I have some very grave concerns with someone who is asking for support yes, it's COVID-19, yes, it's a global pandemic, yes, it's crazy times, but no, it's not okay to reach out for help via Plenty of Fish. That just smacks of a scam. It smacks of someone who is trying to find a woman with a soft, tender, loving heart to help him out. Of course, right now, it's a great time to say, oh, I can't work. And maybe he can't. I mean, so many people are out of work. That could be true. And you mentioned he's a foreigner, so he may not feel like he has a support system to lean on during this time. But to reach out to someone he's just connected with online and ask for support? No. No, no, no. First of all, it seems scammy. Second of all, even if it's not scammy, and he is legitimately this person who's out of work and he's from another country and he has no support and he's reaching out to someone who he's connected with online, even that, for him to still ask for support, is that something you want to deal with in the relationship? Most of us are looking for a partner who's an equal. And I'm guessing you would never ask someone that you've been communicating with online for a brief amount of time, you would probably not ask this person for financial support. That does not set the foundation of we're equals. It sets the foundation of, hey, you have money, I don't, can you help me? And that really concerns me. You mentioned he didn't press the issue, which is good. I can just tell you personally, that would be such a massive turnoff for me. I don't know that I could bounce back from that. And one thing you mentioned that stuck out to me, you said, I know we're supposed to be open and vulnerable. And I want to speak to this because, yes, there's a lot of research about vulnerability. Of course, the work of Brene Brown comes to mind. But when it comes to dating, I am not a fan of being too vulnerable too soon. And maybe Brene Brown would disagree with me, but I know that many, many, many women can be taken advantage of when they let their guard down too soon and they open up their heart too quickly. And I'm very concerned with women being vulnerable in a context that opens them up to being used, in a context where someone may be a predator looking for someone who's willing to be vulnerable so that they can take advantage of them. So I would recommend when you're on the dating apps and online, that is not the time to be utterly vulnerable. That is the time to be savvy and wise and to open up incrementally when someone has earned your trust. And again, getting back to this particular situation... He has already violated your trust by asking for something that's completely inappropriate for this stage of things. I'd actually be less open and vulnerable if I even continued things with him. Personally, I would move on. That would be something that I couldn't recover from. The love and life hack for this week is... Stay tuned! There is so much great stuff coming our way. Be the first to know by joining the Love & Life family, by signing up for my email list, go to loveandlifemedia.com, sign up for the newsletter, or join me for a free 30-minute support session. These are available throughout the month of May. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. This is Dr. Karen Anderson April, As always, thank you so much for listening. For all of you who have subscribed to the podcast, an extra special thank you. Go ahead and review it, rate it. It means so much to me because it helps other people join the Love and Life family. I'll be back very soon with season four of Love and Life. And until then, make it a great week.
2: Love and Life is produced by Tim May and hosts and executive producer, Dr. Karen anderson April.